0: You hear me, Lee?
1: I can. How's it going, Elmer? Oh, I'm um, all right, bro. How's everything with you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I'm in Florida. I'm not in the freezing snow or ice, and like everyone in Texas, so I can't complain. Man,
0: so how was your morning walk? I see you be having walks, just like
1: me. Yeah, it's going. It's going well. You know, it's. Uh, I never did it before, and I hate it, but I'm down forty two pounds. And what? Yeah, I'm down forty two pounds. In, like, almost three months, it's going to be, like, three months and, like, two weeks. So I uh, I got, like, a hundred more to go. And, and then what's your goal?
0: To... Like, what, what's your goal to lose? <sighs> it's Realistically, because we all put a number in our fucking head and be like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm going to lose this. But
1: I need to lose a hundred pounds and then it'll be 140. And then, like, then I'll just be, like, normal chubby. Okay, then I'll
0: like, right.
1: I'll be like. But then, if I lose like another twenty or thirty, then I'd be like really good. But my like this year because right. it's probably gonna take most of the year. Um,
0: I mean, we got all the fucking time in the world, so
1: I know. So I might as well use. It. I mean, I I wish I had started at the beginning of the pandemic. I probably right. gained thirty pounds, eating Rice Krispie treats because I thought they were gonna lock us down for two weeks. Right. But uh, you know, I'm I, I I did it when I could, and I've been doing it for almost no. Three months I, and- I
0: honestly think. Me in my opinion, as long as you're actually doing it every single day regardless if you're just walking, uh you're burning. So, yeah, it's better than gaining. No, for real. So, nah, I just been chilling myself, you know, I I recently just started podcasting like 10 months ago. Nice. And uh you know, cuz you know, probably like yeah, like around yeah, 10 months ago I decided to podcast and I'm I'm reaching out to a whole bunch of uh, comedy clubs to so, you know just to do stand up and stuff like that. I haven't done stand up yet, but I'm trying to okay. do it.
1: So you you have a pretty good following on Instagram. How did you
0: get that? Oh, uh, because on Facebook I used to be a, a uh, just like a Facebook comedian there, and then you know I used to just when I made that uh, IG account I just told them hey come follow me there, and a lot of people did follow me there. Nice. But that, yeah, but no, that, but that's not easy to get. Yeah, and and you know, and then that kind of died down, so now I'm doing the whole IG thing and now I'm doing the the podcasting and stuff like that. So, you know, um I'm just I'm trying to grow. I'm not just I'm not trying to box myself in. So that's all I'm doing. Well,
1: that's perfect, dude. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here and and it's nice to meet you. So yeah, once you once you start stand up, it's uh it's a, you're in a good place. You're you're in Oakland, you said, right?
0: Uh, right by, right by Oakland, San Francisco. I'm in, uh, Richmond, California.
1: Is that where, I, is that like an hour outside?
0: No, um, from Rich, I mean, from Oakland is only 15 minutes. Uh, from San Francisco is just 25 minutes, depending on the traffic. And
1: Where did, where did I go? I went over the, what's the Red Bridge's name? The Red
0: Bridge? The Golden Gate?
1: Yeah. I think so. I went over that. The Marin, the it was Marin, like an hour away from San Francisco, north.
0: Uh, well, it depends because everything is close here in the Bay Area, but it's just like LA traffic, so it takes forever to get wherever you want to go. But right. I'm I'm right okay. next to Berkeley, California. I'm right next to Oakland. Okay. I'm right next to San Francisco. It's really not that big of an issue. Or I mean, nice. if you honestly think you'll get wherever you want to go faster if you take a bike or walking, because you know it, it sucks with uh, Bay Area traffic. I mean, it's nothing to compare to LA traffic, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I did one. Sh- I did one weekend of shows in San Francisco, and this guy had a a joke that still really? kills me. He yeah, he did a what was the joke. <laughs> I did the milk. I did Milk Bar, and he did a joke. He was like, rent's so high in the Bay Area that even um, Taco Bell and KFC have to split rent.
0: No, it is. <laughs> No, no, that's completely true because it, it's so high, man. My rent right now is like uh, almost close to uh, uh, 2000s, two thousands, two thousand dollars.
1: Are you by yourself or are you, at a, do you have roommates?
0: No, just by myself, dude. Okay, um, yeah. No, I
1: was paying, paying seventeen hundred for a one bedroom in LA. So, see, I
0: mean, it really is really probably that not not that much of a difference. But, but it's
1: still too much for what
0: you're doing. Oh, I no, mean, no, no, for I've sure. I'm in Florida and I
1: could, my I could have a house for that.
0: No, um when I used to um date somebody in uh in Arizona, um when I went to Arizona for the first time probably like 2 years ago, I was living out there for almost close to a year and it was unbelievable like the rent out there is like stupid dummy cheap. I know Like, and it was unbelievable I mean, but, you know It varies because of the work And, you know, the minimum wage But Once well,
1: you start, there There's a lot of stand-up in Phoenix oh, and we'll, we'll see
0: what happens That's where I, um, I went I went to the Tempe uh, To the improv? Tempe Yeah, the improv over there For the first time Just just to go uh, I went there with uh With my ex-girlfriend For my birthday, matter of fact um, I went there And it, like, bro And this is before I started Like, my podcast And I decided Hey, man this is what I want to do when I get a chance to, when in San Francisco, when they start opening up, I'm going to just start going to open mics. I'm going to go kill it, you know, because that's what I really want to do. I have so many jokes written down, even on my uh podcast, you know, I get so much feedback in this last 10 months that I've been doing this. I It's so un- unbelievable. I'm, I'm not used to the feedback I get, but I'm so, you know, appreciative of what I get
1: they're pretty amazing, man. It's it's been my life for a decade, so it's it's awesome that you're doing it. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we could figure this out,
0: man. So, what made you just want a podcast? We, we all know, you know, you talked about on Joey's podcast, but what oh, we made we you? Or... Yeah, good. Right ahead.
1: Ahead. No, I, I don't I don't to say some weird shit. We're rolling. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. Say it again. I'm sorry about
0: that. Oh, I said like, what made you just want to like become a comic? And, uh, and we, we all know when you, you used to talk about it on uh, the Joey Diaz, but, like, what made you just want to say, you know what, I'm going to just start doing this.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was weird. I I loved stand-up my whole life, but I was – before I met Joey, I was super – like, I'm still a nerd and I'm shy, but I right, was like –
0: of course. I mean, I am too. Like,
1: I, like, I never – like, I, I – like, I, this it, it sounds like a joke and i've said it on stage but it's just true right. i've been online getting since craigslist like i don't like going up to girls unless i know you from working with you or we're friends right i'm not just gonna go up to a girl at a bar and be like what's up i, I can't do that um i, can, I know I can you
0: used to bit. say that a lot on joey's podcast <laughs>
1: it's just true but um i was a huge stand-up fan right um and it's it's, it's uh, unfortunate now but the first tape i bought was Bill Cosby himself on VHS Okay And I watched it and my dad and I would, would do this And I'm up, a huge
0: fan Bill, of Bill Cosby I don't give a fuck what yeah, people say Yeah I was say.
1: too, I saw him live I saw him tape his last Comedy Central special He did two hours on one on one topic okay. It was amazing I, it, it really is it, It's very depressing the, that What happened the way he was Because he was, as a comic He right. was on a, you, Mount Rushmore Yeah he was a um,
0: fucking genius
1: but he, there was a joke in there about him going to the dentist and getting Novocaine. And He says my lib up was on the floor, so right. from a little- <laughs> no, I yeah, I, I I loved it, and I went to clubs, um, I, like I, I went to comedy clubs before I was twenty one. I, right. I snuck, but I, I never wanted to be. I never thought I'd be a stand up or, or talk. Right. I, I, I moved to LA <laughs> to be a TV editor. And right. That's what I did, and I found podcasts. And then in downtime, I, one of the podcasts I started listening to was Rogan and I found Joey and then we connected and, and we did a, a CD and a, a documentary and a web series. And then we had an idea for a, a morning podcast. We did it at six in the morning. because I was still working in TV.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: um, he, I, at first didn't even want to be on the podcast. I you said, I didn't, oh, didn't
0: want to be on the podcast.
1: No, I said I would do this the the tech stuff, but I I in my head he would have guests or
0: right. you just be, like, you or, want to be you want or, you you wanted to be behind the curtain. Right, yeah. Okay.
1: And he he said no, we're going to get you a mic and I I mean, you you know it's it's now it's a little bit more popular. Right. Um people do solo podcasts, but it's hard to, you know, just talk into an uh, the No, abyss it, it is hour.
0: um I mean, to me I don't think it's hard for me because I got stories for days, man. I got nine brothers and sisters. So I got oh, wow. I got I got oh, yeah, bro- I got um I got brothers that been to prison. I got brothers that stabbed and killed. I have brothers that did this. I had sisters that s- stole you know, I got so many stories yeah, from you being got a stories. kid. And- but but and it, and
1: I'm sure you're great at it, but there's a difference like, you know, just want to have Someone another ear on it to be like, what are you right. talking about? Your sister stabbed somebody. Yeah. Like it's it's um there's a, there's definitely a bonus to it. So, and then we did the pod. We started the podcast. I think September of 2012.
0: I know you um, guys were you you guys were up there for a minute.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, we did for eight. I think exactly. It was actually, and I, I loved my time on the church, and I miss. I still talk to – we honestly, Joey and I, I think, have a better relationship now. Right. We still talk almost every right. day. Um, but we did it literally – I think we started it like literally September 1st of 2012. And our last episode was the last week of August 2020. Cool. So it it, it actually was pretty – a really great run. But for the majority of it, people I would go – because I would go with Joey to a lot of his shows in L.A.
0: Right.
1: Um, and a couple – like I went to Austin a few times with him. I didn't really go on the road with him that much, I wasn't a like stand up yeah. um, but around the l a area um and Austin, and we went to Denver once but uh for like six or seven years six uh, I guess the first five years of it, um people would ask me if I'm going to do stand up and I always said, no, I'm not that kind of funny i can I can be a little bit funny on the podcast, but I'm not that kind of funny right and I was it was funny that you brought this up because uh my dad and I, I'm with my dad right now. We're watching uh, the Comedy Store documentary on Showtime.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know exactly what, what you're started. talking about.
1: I, I had never seen it, and last night we watched the episode where they talked about Dice. Yeah. And he, uh, things feel the way you feel about him. He has. Well, I've met him twice and has always been super, super nice to me. But right. after the first time we had him on, he we had him and Eleanor Kerrigan on. And he was sitting next to me during the podcast and he turned to me almost as soon as the podcast ended and said, Have you ever done stand-up? And I said, No. He said, Maybe you should. And then I even I even asked Joey, I was like, Should I do stand-up? And he goes, No. <laughs> 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 he, he was like, No, like you, like you really should only do this if you love it. And then like right. uh, he Joey had a special on CISO oh, a okay. few years
0: ago.
1: And to prepare for that Are another comic who's very funny actually met the same night i met joey Uh, as augustino zoida he uh, he's open for joey and jimmy schubert he's a very great comedian he was running a mic slash show but mostly a mic and i always it's either the black horse or the dark horse in the valley in la and it was once a week and i was just going to support joey and I did stand up there. I did like six times. I would I would write. I would think about stuff on the way there, and I went okay, nothing great. So did
0: you freestyle it the first time, or did you write it down?
1: Kinda, yeah. I mean, I literally thought about it on the way there. I don't okay. even remember. I have it, but I don't know what I talked about. Um, and then I did when Joey filmed the CISO special in Chicago. Okay, they called me up on stage, and I did like five minutes about nothing. It's actually on the album which is annoying. Uh, well, not annoying. <laughs> it's am not afraid, man. It, no, it is. It's amazing. It, it, felt, it felt... It's um, It's pretty amazing. But then once he filmed that special and that mic stopped, I took a year off, and I didn't take a year off. I just stopped because I didn't...
0: Did you stop because you wanted to uh, perfect your craft, or, well, or you no, were still debating I, I on stopped, it, if, or I you was, wanted to do it?
1: Right. I was just... I was going to support Joey, and then... I still didn't think I was that kind of funny, and I also, <laughs> excuse me. There's um, I didn't want anyone to just laugh or do stuff for me because right. they knew I was Joey. Right. Like, you, I, wanted I, it I, be, I you wanted to be.
0: You wanted it to be genuine.
1: Right. Like I've been. A, I've been a fan for so long. I didn't Man. want to do a shitty comic. Um, and then Joey told me that there was a place in the valley that used to be an insurance office that they were doing mics out of. Right. And I looked it up. I forget how I even... It might have been the Comedy Bureau, which is a thing in L.A. If any people are listening in L.A. um, There's not much right now, but it's a a site that makes a Google calendar literally every day of every mic between like Long Beach and Santa Barbara. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing resource.
0: Right. All Um, through that area.
1: The place was called The Fourth Wall and it literally was it used to be a moving office and an insurance office and it's a little it's in a strip mall with a 711 and it's literally a room with a a pallet for a stage okay and you pay 5 bucks to do 5 minutes it, it was the one of the first slotted mics i don't know if you have that up north or not and yeah
0: they do uh, they got a few of them
1: okay i went up there in like the end of november early december of 2019 I think so that oh, like not that, that long no, ago no I only so I did that I was hooked immediately I broke up with my then girlfriend like a month or two later right. and I went full force and I did it I got two full years in and I was three months in to my third year last March when this the whole world came down right uh, so I've done four minutes in a year and it's depressing but um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I got into it, and I got I got to do some pretty amazing shows. Um, I got some pretty great experiences, and I mean, I know you said that you're you're getting ready to do it. There's nothing. I I used to not I was not good at it, and I never right. had enough money to be uh, serious about it. But I I had a problem. Uh, yeah, I guess a a mini a a, a blossoming gambling problem. Right. I like the, there's something and Do you
0: still gamble now?
1: No, well, that's the thing. I I love the the adrenaline of winning. Right. When you when you win like blackjack everyone's excited. I know five when
0: I win $5 when when I'm playing Mexican bingo, I feel like I'm rich all of a sudden. Oh, Loterie, I know El yeah. Norte. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um
1: <laughs> El Negrito. I know that my my ex was Mexican and they used to laugh oh, like that at cool. I was like I'm not allowed to say El Negrito. Right. Um, <laughs> but, um Unless
0: you get permission
1: yeah, I know. Trust me, she lived in Inglewood. I, I felt weird saying it pretty loud. Um but I like I got that rush and then like in LA there's some weird casinos, it's really kinda weird. So I, I got into scratchers and like but as soon as I started stand up that went away.
0: Oh that's that, cool, that, man.
1: That rush, yeah, thank God. I mean I spent money on mics and stuff like that, but um that rush that I got from winning gambling, mhm was replaced by comedy i mean even like even at the beginning just kill, just doing well at the open mic was enough right but then i got like just because of joey and like he he took me to my hometown of boston and the the theater that i grew up going to as a kid it's called the wilbur theater okay it's 1100 seats there's two levels and you perform there I did two shows, two oh, sold-out shows. I mean, I did 10 minutes in front of Joey and Steve Simone. And oh, Steve my mom,
0: Simone. Oh, man, he's oh, yeah. great, man.
1: He's amazing. He's he's one of the... We'll see what... It's it's, a, it's an injustice that he isn't uh, one of the biggest comics in the world, but he's one of the funniest. But my mom came to one of the shows at the Wilbur, and I heard... I said, I said a joke or a line, not even a full joke, but I said a line that night... Um, of course, they're going to mow the lawn as soon as I'm doing this. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you perfect, man. Don't shoot. Okay, good. I got you.
1: Um, So I said a line to a joke that I've never said again, and I had never said before, but it, 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 I did really, I actually did really well at the Wilbur, but for that one line, I could hear just her laugh. Right. Something that like she would like, and um, so even if I never get to do stand-up again, the, the the memory of doing that. Oh,
0: that's that's a amazing. big ass memory.
1: Oh, it's it was because uh, I, I I sort of had going back to your to, to thinking about starting. We used to do years and years ago. We we start, We hadn't done them for years, but we used to do a like a monthly live podcast at the Ice House.
0: Oh, okay. And I
1: would I would introduce Joey, and then he would do some stuff, and then I'd be on on stage during the podcast part. Cool. And like that was my first sort of introduction to like a, a crowd cheering. But like when you get, even if it's a small room, but even if like you get like f- twenty, fifty people,
0: and especially where, like if it's your beginning, it feels like a million.
1: Oh, it, I mean, and it's uh, there's a, such an energy when you get, and there's a different like my 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 bar for doing well doesn't even begin to reach Steve and Joey's because they're just getting like booming laughs right the entire time. But like going back, watching the comedy store documentary, the fact that I got to perform there a handful of times and do well, some and bomb others, um, it's, it, it's, it's better than, than any drug I've done. And it's better than, I mean, Oh
0: I man, it's a big feeling, it's, man.
1: It, it's, I, I told this story, um, a couple days ago to a buddy, but the first real big show I did, I was like a month or two into stand up. Right. And I, I unfortunately, the club is no, now closed. It's in Austin called Cap City. Okay. Um, Joey took me there. I think it was like a month or two into stand up. And Saturday night, he said I could do three minutes. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I'll be happy
0: with is. fucking a minute.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Well, yeah. It, it, when you when you when you're doing it, you're like, oh, that's three minutes—that's nothing. But trust me, you can you can die in three minutes. I
0: know. I've heard. Yeah. I've 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 heard from even comedians that do stand up here in, here in here in here in local here in San Francisco. Like three minutes can feel like thirty.
1: Oh, okay, it can. and I I don't remember what I what the jokes. Again, I haven't recorded. I don't remember exactly what jokes I did. I remember the the rapper Danny Brown was there because he'd right. been on the podcast.
0: Cool. And
1: I did three minutes, and I did f- well. Not great, but well. And there's a when you get off the stage at Cap City, there was a wall that you could walk to the side, but then the audience couldn't see you. Mm-hmm. And so I got off stage, and I my, I was sitting in the back with Danny, but I I I literally couldn't walk back through the crowd. I I leaned my back up against the wall, and for like what felt like five or ten minutes, my legs just shook like this. Are you serious? Like all- all my adrenaline from from that experience just came pouring out of me. It kicked
0: was, in was like really fucking NAS. Nice.
1: But um oh yeah, it was it was like it made I don't know, are you a UFC fan at all?
0: Oh of course. I watch UFC all the time. Justin Poirier is my guy, man.
1: Oh, he's he's amazing. so they, they sometimes you'll hear them talking about like, oh, there's an adrenaline dump the first couple times or for a big fight there might be an adrenaline dump. I understand what that means now. Right, because it, it's not something that I don't even know if you can control. I think it's just something that you get used to with experience. But yeah, the I, like I used to the, the I'm a bigger guy. If you're just listening, I'm 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 six foot tall and I'm ripped with six pack. Right. But if you're watching, you know <laughs> that's not true. Right. Um, but I I when I first started, I remember talking to Joey because I I can I can always eat.
0: Right. But I I mean we all I can. can.
1: Yeah, I literally couldn't imagine putting food in my stomach like I remember the first real show I did was Rodrigo Torres' show I think at Brea or Ontario I think it was Brea and I got there super early and I went to sit at like a a road house like some regular restaurant and I right. got a side Caesar salad just to have something and I literally couldn't even finish that I couldn't put really? anything in my mouth I was so the nervous. nerves were that bad huh? and I told Joey I said I can't eat for shows and he looked at me and says you sh- you should do more shows then <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's uh it's a real thing but it's um I definitely miss it and I'm 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 excited to get back at it
0: cool so what's your process like when you're writing down a joke is it are you do you write jokes like in the city that you about to perform, the local area, or are you is already um, off the dome, or, or do you have like reserved in your reserve bank of jokes in your head?
1: Well, I'm not good enough to to just go up there and like Joey because I, I, I edited a few of his CDs, right? And it's frustrating as an editor because, like, normally if you do a special, you do the same set roughly, so yeah, you can of course, cut back and forth, Joey. Over a weekend, he'll do some of the same jokes, but it's never the same order. It, there's different. There's different punchlines. Right. He can go there and, and really.
0: You just kill him.
1: Yeah, I and I I, I'm okay on stage improvising. I can I right. can be in the moment. It's really, it's a night or night. Like I I don't know how to. It's almost like luck sort of like. Right. I, I I've learned certain techniques, but I was still so new that. Right. Sometimes that would have it and sometimes I wouldn't. But I um I would kind of have ideas of what I wanted to talk about at open mics. Right. But I wasn't I wasn't like I'm not a storyteller, but I'm also not a one liner kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. one liner is a really intense thing to be able to, to do because and memorize. Um I really every time I tried to write a jokey joke. It never really worked. Right. The things that were working for me were taking something that happened in my life and making fun of it. But it wasn't. Yeah,
0: that's what I did. It do. wasn't to
1: the level of Joey or Steve where they can tell a 20-minute story. Right. My bitch would be like five minutes, ten minutes tops.
0: But, like how, uh, but just like how you said, we're all learning, we all knew at it that you know it took Joey years you know, to, to perfect his craft and especially how he tells his stories. Like when he's talking, you can literally just like picture it in your head how it is when he's like, "Oh, I'm in aspen. I'm in, I'm fucking this bitch in this goddamn house," you know. In in this funny. So,
1: yeah, no, it's um, it's it's it's, it's uh, a weird feeling, and I, it's I have notes of 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 stuff, but when you hear a lot of people talking about writing on stage. Right, it's part laziness, yeah, but it is also like it's tough. My mom, I'm splitting time between both of my parents right now, and my mom, okay. ever since she saw me at the Wilbur was really is really supportive, and Man. she's like, "Why aren't you? Why are you practicing in front of a mirror?" And like,
0: "Oh, that's what I doesn't... do, bro, all the time."
1: <laughs> what well, it's I, I, I I'm glad it works for you. For in my experience, I can't. There's just something different of having even at an open mic having one drunk comic who's half paying attention right. is it's more realistic than sitting in front of a mirror with my phone being like right.
0: yeah I, and, I, and you I, really it, can't predict the crowd too like
1: no you can't unfortunately uh, I, I wish you could but so I, I don't honestly that's I would just do. Two to three open mics a night. I would try to
0: do. Okay. Because um, especially- I I just I've been uh probably a couple weeks ago, man. I was going all through the city here in San Francisco, bro. I was going. Everything's closed, and every time I, I go to the clubs, like we might open next month, and I leave in my info. Like I mean, my name is Elmer, and like you're like, we like when we open, just slide through. We'll you know, we'll Have we'll, you heard we'll of
1: Bacon? come again. Have you heard of Bacon, the Bay Area comedy network? Oh yeah yeah did, yeah yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I mean that's how I found
1: out about mics and and shows when I was in San Francisco. Yeah,
0: and even in Oakland. I mean, I the two biggest cities that uh, that are popping with comedy clubs is Oakland and San Francisco obviously. But right. uh but yeah, and 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 that motivated me more because um when I see I'm actually getting feedback from strangers like, hey man, I love your comedy. I love that when you talk about your landlord and you're smoking weed with your landlord and his wife comes in and she slashes your hand. Like that did happen. Like Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah, look,
0: like I don't know if you can see the scar right here.
1: Damn, wait, wait. Okay, I thought it
0: was out of the No, it was like uh before, like recently, probably like two or three months ago, my landlord passed away, but he used to come over, smoke, chill, get drunk with me. This is my landlord. And then, you know, do do cocaine right. and all that stuff like that. And his wife came over one day and got mad and bust in the door and then start throwing her keys around. And and, and uh, part of the key, like, slashed my whole hand. Like, I, I was talking about that on one of my podcasts. And uh, that podcast got so much attention that I got so many people like, oh, my God, you're so funny that I really don't know how to react because I'm so new to it. And then a lot of people are like, oh, you should say that whenever you do a stand up or open mic, you should definitely say that story. That's gonna be super funny. And um, and in like how you said a minute ago, they probably will only give you two to three minutes, so I have to compact it into three minutes.
1: Yeah, and it's tough. The three minute one is really tough. I wouldn't, if I were gonna give you any advice. Yeah. Three minutes really isn't long enough to tell us i mean it's different than an open mic versus a show right but because the at a show like i used to do the sorry that uh my dad does eight thousand alexis <laughs> sorry. um uh like i used to do the open mic at the store every, once every two months uh joey would get me a, a spot on it and when there's a real crowd there in three minutes, you kind of have to be like joke, 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 right, like back to back, back to back. Open mic, you can kind of tell a story, but like that's why like the the uh, as 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 dirty and gross as the fourth wall is, and as much as I would prefer not, there's some comics who won't pay for open mics. Right, it, it's the entire reason why I am where I where I got to because you know you do five minutes or you stay there and do a few and you get to. Even if you only work out half the story, the first five, and then you do this, the second mic, like you do the second half of the story, and right. um, you really like, especially as a new guy, you just need stage time. You just yeah, need that, to um,
0: find that's what I'm. That's what I'm really 10. looking for right now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, what's in the, it? Like it was like Muni Radio, like was that a thing in San Francisco? There was something. It was something called like Muni something. Yeah,
0: it was me You got it right the first time. It was Muni okay. Radio, but I don't. I don't think. Uh, they're really they popping close? like that, yeah. Well, I think it's closed oh, as man. well. I mean, every at least 85% of things in San Francisco and Oakland and even Berkeley, everything's closed. And it sucks because like um, the pandemic did uh, birth a whole bunch of new comics, a whole bunch of new people with good ideas. And even before this pandemic, people always used to tell me, "Oh, you're funny, you're funny." But I've never seen myself as a comic until you know you're you're working from home, you're you're at not doing nothing, and you know you you make this podcast, and then next thing you know, I'm making people laugh, and then you decide to you know you want to make this career happen. I even qu- I had two jobs. I quit one of my jobs because this is how committed I am, you know, to Damn. doing this. So um, hopefully it works out. But yeah, a lot of shit is closing right now. It sucks.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a real bummer, man. I mean, and luckily, I mean, I I'm doing some consulting and stuff on a Patreon to to make ends meet. And man, my me parents, too. my parents are uh, very nice, and they're not charging me rent. But nah,
0: hey, that's a blessing, like, man. I, that's a blessing. Oh,
1: it's, a, it's amazing and. I lived in LA for 10 years and would see them each for like twice a year for four days each. So I'm enjoying this time, but like, I'm, I'm very lucky that like, I look at all my friends that I got to meet with Joey right. who are, are comedians and thank God for podcasts. But like, they literally have no way to make money. They've been doing no. it for 20 years and it's literally just closed. Right. It's, um, and I mean, I, I it, I'm not a political person. I don't really care who you like politically. But right. it's I remember when this all started, and and the and the last president said that oh we'll be back by uh, by Easter, and now now it's looking to be Easter a year later. Right, and we're I unfortunately I think that it's probably going to be the majority of this year too. I hope not. I hope it opens up by the summer. But, well, no. I
0: honestly believe that even all this year is still going to be closed, man. A lot of people yeah, say that, that right? like they'll be like, "Oh, it's going to open by by the fourth of July." No, it's not. It, it's everything's not going to start opening until mid twenty twenty. I mean twenty twenty two.
1: Right, and the, and like the really the upsetting part is like, so let's say it does open, and there are some people who have been working throughout this, so there will be yeah, some. Yeah, hopefully people, I am wrong. But there's a lot of people who. You know, like I'm, I'm super happy. I, I decided not to stay in L.A. Like there's people who haven't paid rent in over a year, so right. they're gonna come out of this and owe twenty, thirty thousand dollars in rent. Right. Have not worked. It's like the and like I gotta tell you, I.
0: Uh, I hold, just, in- hold, just, hold on, just one, just hold on one for one second. No worries. All right, I'm sorry about that. Somebody was knocking on my door. But what you were no saying? Worries.
1: So I, um, when I left L.A., I, I worked for two months in Milwaukee. And then I went to Boston for a couple months. So in Milwaukee, things were open. But, like, there weren't that many people in the restaurants. was like, And there was a table between everybody. And, and then in Boston, almost everything is closed. And then I come down to Florida. And I would go. My dad takes me to a Greek place. And there were literally probably a a hundred or so people in there without masks on eating. And I kind of, I didn't have a panic attack, but I was like, listen, I don't want to eat here. Right. Like it's, it's going to be sort of i th- like, it was already, especially in major cities, man. I like, i was on good shows before the pandemic that would have, like I, I literally were, was on shows that no one came to and then shows that like three people came to. So it was hard to get people to come to shows before right. this. It's not. And gonna that was be just
0: different. making it way even harder.
1: Yeah, it's like so there's going to be some people who are like, I know, I know we all have the vaccine and stuff, but I don't really want to sit right next to somebody right, right now. I
0: still to don't like, even yeah. trust. The, I'm I'm not trying to get vaccinated because I don't even trust it, honestly.
1: Yeah, I I just took my aunt and my dad uh, the last couple the, over the last week. They got their first shot, and they they want it. and My mom wants it, and. I'll probably end up getting it, but and I'm not a conspiracy theorist i I, I, I like right. to, I'm too trusting, but the thing that I don't like about it is like they kind of had to rush it, I think right and it, it just scares me cuz even the good ones are only like 9995. I'm I'll tell you this, I'm not going to get the Johnson and Johnson one that's 70%. Hey, a lot effect.
0: of people have been saying that. A lot of people that's, have been saying
1: that. 70% doesn't really do anything for me to be honest, with you. right? Um so I'll probably if I get with the Moderna or the Pfizer, I'll probably get it um and hope that I'm not one of the, the of the 1% that die on the spot. Um but we'll see. It, it's a uh, it really is a shit show. No, but
0: I, e- I, even if the 1%, it won't be people under 30. It will be most likely people that are already old, if that ever happens.
1: I, hope, I, I mean, I hope, but I do, I, I'm being kind of extra care. I'm trying to oh, be careful. Oh, me too, me too. I knock on what haven't got it, but I, um, the last couple of years, whenever ever since I started really smoking weed, I have I have weird lungs. Wow. And every time I got a cold, it would turn into bronchitis. Oh, Really? Oh, it was awful. Like there were nights you couldn't sleep, and I, I never thought I was gonna die, but like you just can't catch you feel like
0: your you're breath breathing and vomit. shit.
1: And yeah, and it was awful. It was awful. And I, I know that if I got COVID, it would not be good. So, I'm I'm doing my best. I know I'm in Florida, but my dad lives in a in a world with all the old Jews, and you right. literally don't see anybody. So I'm being as careful as I can. But I got.
0: But Florida's open right now, isn't it? A
1: long time. What do you say?
0: Uh, Florida's open right now, isn't it?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Cool. I mean, the stores. I I thought I was going to come down here, and no one would wear masks anywhere. Um, all the stores make you wear them inside, and it was a joke because I was working with a buddy in Milwaukee. Right. Um, it was a joke that we had that when you get to the restaurant, you uh, you have to have the mask on, and then literally. S- 30 seconds later when you're seated you take it off you take it off I mean it it's not super effective but um I'm 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 okay going into a restaurant if there's like 10 other people in there and I don't spend that long but to go into like a packed restaurant which I mean used to be a sign of a good restaurant you're like oh shit this must
0: not not today
1: yeah now you're looking for the place with a B rating and and no lying. You're like, oh, God, thank God I'll be safe. Um, so it's just, it's shitty. But I'm ready for this this thing to be over, man.
0: So what was your most, like, worst show ever? And by that, I mean saying, like, audience-wise. Was it like when the you first... To me? Yeah, the reaction or... Or uh, if they had well, after a joke, did they scream out Fuck it You know, some you know, some like uh, that.
1: Well, I have a fun. I have a funny one that actually went well, but then I'll, I'll tell you a bad one. Okay, I was at uh, the Sycamore Tavern, which is a, a bar, and then that's gone; it's closed. Um, but upstairs was a really great comedy room, and when it was busy, it was great, and even yeah. slow was pretty good. But uh, I remember one night I was there. And there's this, um, there's this, I'm trying to figure out how to say this properly. So you you can just say it how you want to say this. There's this woman who uh, was formerly a man.
0: Okay. A
1: trainee. um, You said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is on it, like like, before I noticed it was her, she is very attractive. Okay. Um, But but she's also in she's not a comic but she's in the scene she go to okay, the okay. lawn, and I recognized her from the store so she's just and, in
0: that circle
1: right and so the guy who went up before me teased her a little bit oh, so okay. i thought she was in the i thought she was in the comedy circle she was okay being teased right. so it's okay and, to
0: joke around but that's right. i mean that's so what I you thought
1: up, right i went up and the first line i said i said ladies you guys are fucking up The hottest girl in here has a dick. And (laughs) the audience loved it. The the, the rest of the crowd thought it was hysterical. And then she, but she got angry. She said, Well, I wouldn't fuck you, Danny DeVito. And then she threw pepperoni pepperoni at me. Oh, pepperoni. She wasn't too happy about it. That was Uh, probably the angriest I I ever had anyone at me. Um, I did deal with a couple times people being like positive heckling, right. which is hard to deal with, but because people knew me like one time, I'll never forget. There's two stories I'll tell you. And then I'll tell you the bad story. Okay. Real quick. One was I was on stage at the ice house and some dude walked in in the middle of my set and went "Hi Lee, I'm really excited to see you, but like loud. Right. And I like, like sarcastically. Really and then I was at Brea or on, I think it was Brea. Oh, I think it was Ontario. Um, and it doesn't matter where. It was a, a improv in California. And in the middle of my set, this older uh, guy walks up to the stage and goes, excuse me, uh, I, you're doing a great job, but I have two very pretty girls i let like to introduce you to. Like, right. just in the middle of my... It was like, right
0: in the it was middle the of your set? That
1: ever happened. Like, I never really had, like, a, a, a mean heckler. Right. What I did have, the worst <clears throat> set I ever had, not the worst, but it, it, it gnaws at me. Cause it was at the La Jolla comedy store and it was the last time I ever did it. And my mom was there for that one. Too, oh actually. shit. Steve Simone brought me down to open for him, and I, I wasn't hosting, but I went up first and it was just a, 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 a bad from the beginning. I, I get called to the stage and the guy, he's a very nice guy. He plays piano there and we, I've met him before. Um, he had been on the podcast his wife was on the podcast, so he had met me, and he had brought me onto the stage before correctly, but that night he goes, coming to the stage, Lee Swat, and my name is Lee Syatt. So he goes, Lee Swatt, that I didn't like. I walked to the stage, and there was a girl sitting in the front row who I used to talk with on online. Okay. we never hooked up or anything, but she was sitting front row and didn't tell me she was going to be there. Ooh. I get up there. It's really cold, and the lights are on for some reason. It's usually dark. And I just, but between all of those things, it wasn't, I've had worse sets, but it was not a good set. Okay. It was, it was like a C at best, C-minus at best. It's right up there. Set. And it was just like, you just, um, oh, oh, there's this one too. I forgot. Oh, this is a good one. And I, I, I redeem myself on this one. There's a, the, uh, there are two twins, or well, there's a uh, twin brother's who did a show in Ontario called The Dirty Show. They've done it for like 13 years, okay. once a month, it sold out every time in Canada, right? No, it's it's uh, oh no, that's at the uh Montreal Comedy Festival. This is just at the improv. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. okay. Um
1: and um the first time I did it, I I cuz I have some dirty jokes, but I was really new the first and the first time I did it, I, I, the the two twins, they do thirty minutes to start off the show, and they're they have sex toys and they're spanking people and giving people dildos, and then they say, "I was, I think about was six months in." They call, "Please welcome Lee Side." I go up there and I go, "I had a rough week last, like I had a joke about homeless people." Okay. Um, and I was like, "I had a rough week last week," and I heard someone, lady close to the front, go, "Ugh." <laughs> like that, like just like like that, and I I didn't do. Again, it wasn't complete silence, but it wasn't right. great. I had a, I had a comic buddy of mine who was he wasn't even performing. I got off. He's like, oh that wasn't good. So then <laughs> that, was rough, that was a rough one. But then the 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 happy ending to that story is I I went back a year later and I had a full like just dirty set, and it was like how you asked earlier about like. How you deal with the audience I for whatever reason Probably because I'd done so bad the first time I was just so full of energy And I just like attacked them With my dirty jokes right? And I I destroyed That was one of my better sets Um, So that it it's But it, it When you have a bad one The reason I told you that first bombing at the dirty show right. Was I drove an hour to an hour and a half To get there And I went up first or second I guess and okay. did so bad it was like just like eight forty five, and there was a 10 o'clock mic at the fourth wall an hour away and i had done so poorly that i wanted to leave immediately and drive and go do a mic to like wipe that shitty set off of me right but i i ended, I ended up staying and i'm glad i did because i wanted to support the twins and and be able to go out after and it was fine but um it's when you have a bad set, I like guess, as, as good as you feel when you have a good set, you feel worse when you have a bad set. And then, like, you want to, like, you, it's just, it gnaws at you. Like, you want to, like, take a shower and you can't. Right. It's.
0: Awesome. I mean, but the silver lining is when you do bomb, and, like, you just said, you win back and you killed it.
1: Yeah, you learn. You learn every time you bomb. It's not fun. I, I like, I used to, one of the things that I tell new comics, and it was something that I. Actually, that comic who told me I didn't do well gave me a good piece of advice. He said, like, because I used to get upset with myself when I wouldn't kill at open mics.
0: Right.
1: Um, And what he told me is, he's like, listen, you you can't worry about that at open mics. The whole point of the open mics is not to get laughs. It's to get the joke out that you wanted to get out and work on the wording. Right. Because honestly, sometimes getting a laugh at an open mic is a bad thing. Wow. Not, I mean, it's not bad, but it's like if it's all if it's only comics there, a they're not paying attention. They're just either waiting for their turn to go up or doing and their, their own their, thing. Their turn to leave, and then even if they are paying attention, either they're your friends, and and you're trying to make them laugh, or they're so jaded and have heard every joke that the only thing that will get a response from them is like really darker. Dirty stuff that
0: regular
1: right. comedy fans would be horrified to hear. So that the good advice I got from that from him was just you know have an idea of what you want to say, and just make sure you get the words out. And then another th- another piece of uh, advice I'd give early comics, and I, I don't remember the name, but if you search Ralphie May, oh Ralphie
0: May, of course,
1: or class or something, there's a cl- there's like an a two hour long video on Vimeo. Because okay. they used to have a comedy, a comedy class at the store and Ralphie went in there, must have been like 10 or 15 years ago, and did like a, a 90 minute talk to aspiring comics. And just like the one thing that I took from it, and I didn't even really implement, and I, I will if I ever get to do stand up again, is he had a point system where he would give himself a certain amount of points for trying a new joke or rearranging an old joke. Oh, okay. And so he's
0: like rating himself basically.
1: Right, he made himself hit a, a certain amount of points per set or it wasn't worth it. So it's Okay. it's like um it's a, there's a lot to learn when you first start out.
0: Cool, man. Well, um man, thank you for being on my podcast. Uh you, I too. I I appreciate it and do you have Anything before we leave Do you have uh, any dates Or anything on Patreon You want to get out there I,
1: I, I, My own, my dates are Hopefully I'm hooking up With a 24 year old This weekend Ooh
0: um, Okay we'll
1: Find out we'll find out um, But
0: uh, What is she looking uh, like What's she looking I, like What's she carrying
1: she's, she's a As Joey would say She's a She's a thick milkshake <laughs>
0: Which I,
1: is what I like um, So uh, I am I do have a Patreon Patreon.com Slash Lee Syatt I do, um, the main part of it is I'm trying to lose over 100 pounds, and it's and we do live workouts together, we watch movies every week together, so it's, I'm just really trying to create, and I hate this word, and I know you're in the Bay Area, so yeah. you hear it a lot, a safe space right. um, for people who are either trying to lose weight or do just some, something to, to motivate each other, right. and then something else I do on there, and then also on Fiverr is podcast consulting. Cool if anyone who is listening wants to start your own podcast, I have close to 10 years of experience, and uh, I've I've helped out a lot of pop people, and it's something I really enjoy. So there's that. And then the last thing I'll say is my podcast, What Was I Thinking? And you can find links to all of these things on social media. And my name is Lee Syatt, S-Y-A-T-T.
0: Well, thank you, Lee, again for coming to my podcast and giving me Thank tips you, okay. and uh, giving me advice and even sharing your moments on stage or even behind stage. I do appreciate that. And hopefully we'll have you back on the, uh, on another future episode.
1: And I'd love to You're you're a funny dude. And I want, I want to hear about all those stabbings and stuff. You told me you, you, so I need to, I need to hear you.
0: All right. Well, you can, the podcast is right there. You can take a listen. I forgot what episode it was, but, I'll DM you later uh, on that episode. Whenever you get a chance, you can listen to that.
1: Sounds good, buddy. Thank you very much for having me on. All right.
0: Thank you, man. You have a nice day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, buddy.